Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Around the circle. That's the trouble around here. Talk, talk, talk. It's another crossover podcast around the circle, whatever we call it. I'm Ben Garrett. He's David Johnson. A lot going on. Hey, buddy, what's up? Hey, it was an early morning, man. Gosh, talk. I didn't get to bed till about 2 a.m. this morning after uh, watching uh, Ole Miss defeat Georgia for the third time in a row and take three out of four games from the Bulldogs. You stayed up till 2 in the morning to cover Ole Miss softball? Uh, the game didn't end until 12.05 a.m. Did you so, have to um, stay up and watch it or did you just want to watch it? Well, both. I mean, you know, both. Absolutely. I didn't know. I didn't know if softball was the uh, traffic driver that would cause you to stay up till one in the morning. Now we cover Ole Miss softball, and uh, well, we did too. You know, but it, I'm just saying. Yeah, well, it's SEC tournament time, and uh, Woo! man, they're on a roll. They've won eight out of their last ten SEC games, um, and they whipped Georgia you know, too. They, Georgia was like what. 15th, 18th, Ole Miss is 24th? Uh, yes, yeah, somewhere no. like that. Ole Miss finally broke into the top 25 this week. I mean, you gotta, you got to step back and take a long view of this team. I mean, they, they went to South Carolina, swept the Gamecocks, came back to Oxford, took two out of three from a, a, a great Tennessee team. Are we really doing this and to they, start this podcast? We're talking softball? We are, we okay. are, and then right. go to Athens last weekend and take two or three from Georgia, and their reward was getting to play Georgia in the first round of the SEC tournament, and boy, oh boy, um, they came through in the clutch. Now, tonight, last thing I'll say, <laughs> Arkansas, 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 are they good? Okay, yeah, yeah, Arkansas ranked fourth in the country, okay. and. Uh, Won the SEC, but Ole Miss did take one out of three in Oxford from the Razorbacks. So uh, I'm telling you, there's a chance. And and don't write this group off. If they can win a, a game or two more down in Gainesville at the SEC tourney of being a host for an NCAA regional, they're 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 kind of right there on the verge right now. A few more clutch wins, I think they get a, a top 16 seed. I'll take your word for it. Ole Miss baseball beat Southern Miss in a big RPI game. No kidding. How about that? Yeah. Going to uh, Hattiesburg and winning. They had to um, win that game. They they really had to win that game to set themselves up as far as an RPI boost for the rest of the year. They needed yeah, that yeah. desperately. Great opportunity this weekend down at LSU. Uh, I'm sure the Rebels have, have, have awakened – in a Baton Rouge hotel room this morning. I don't think they came back to Oxford and uh, and then going to make the trip to, L- to LSU. I, I would imagine they're already down there. But, man, yeah, setting up that, um, you know, good old Mike might save his season here. Oh, if, if, slow if, down. You know it can slow happen. Down. That's the text I got yeah. all last night was, hey, you can just see it happening. This team making it most, in Omaha. Ole Miss thing ever. I'd prefer that. I mean, that would be better if they could get to Omaha. That's the whole great. Wouldn't that be fantastic? That'd be great. I mean, so, uh, yeah, so here we are. We're in uh, the middle of May, and uh, things are looking up, folks. They are looking up. They beat Southern Miss. You go take two or three from LSU or sweep LSU. Yeah, you've made it interesting, really interesting. Yeah, and then you got to do the same thing to Texas A&M. 
You know what I think the biggest problem is for Ole Miss baseball this year is Mike screwed around trying to figure out his rotation early. He didn't establish roles early. Yeah, in Missouri, Missouri was pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, great win last night. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's certainly great to sweep Missouri, but you know, you gotta, you gotta clearly define the context here, and uh, you know, sweeping Missouri. You know, did, does it mean anything? We're going to find out this weekend down at the box, um, and that's going to be a it's going to be a tough road to hoe, so to speak. Let's play the hypothetical game because you did it to me all last week when we did the crossover pod. Let's do it. Here we go. Yeah. Ole Miss finishes off a late season run, gets in as a two seed somewhere, um, makes it to a super, gets to game three of a super, and loses again with a chance to advance to Omaha. What happens to Mike Bianca? Nothing. If you fired a guy after 22 seasons that just went to the brink of a super regional, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's the context that I'm talking about. And I mean, if that were to happen, Mike's back. I would, I would certainly think. Um, and yeah. then you're kind of resetting the whole you? thing what, what? for next year. Yeah. Are you always on exactly the, right. like what, what's, Either he's your guy or he's not. So if you're going to fire him because he doesn't make it to Omaha or this team fell short or whatever, you're just going to be doing it every single year. So what's the barometer then if that's not it? Because that's not Omaha. That was said as the directive from Keith Carter. Mike, we got yeah, to get to I Omaha get more often. Okay, so if you don't make it there, you're saying he stays. Well, that doesn't meet the criteria or what kind of was laid out there for Mike Bianco. So aren't you doing that every single year? What then is the standard? Because Ole Miss fans are going to be same place next year. I mean, we're, we're well, assuming saw, a lot here, but you yeah. get what I'm saying. Yeah, and and neither one of us really, you know, know how Keith Carter's planning on judging the rest of this season. Keith but, changes um, a lot with with those kind of decisions. I'll never forget back when uh, the questions were about Matt Luke, and you talked to him independently when we were working together. I talked to him independently, and going into that Egg Bowl, he was hell bent on he keeping was, Matt. Yeah. Absolutely. He was 100% safe. I mean, look, Matt Luke got fired because of uh, how the game ended. Elijah Moore you know? raising his leg as if to piss? Yeah. Like a dog? Yeah. yeah. And the extra point being missed. Poor plus Luke no Logan. overtime. Poor and, Luke you know, Logan. to this day, and I asked Matt this question, you know, inside the stadium after that game, I said, would you have went for two for the win? He told me no, Makes no and to sense. this day, Makes no sense. I, I I don't think Matt Luke was telling me the truth. See, I think that's I, I more think, of, if that if he really meant that, I think that's more of a fireable offense than Elijah Moore raising his leg on the road playing for overtime. Yeah. Well, and you just pushed them their defense the length of the field. That's right. You're in state I mean, rival. Come on, come on. Yeah, and actually scored two touchdowns on them. If you remember, then one touchdown pass called back yeah. because Mississippi State was offside and Michael Howard was playing left tackle and failed to touch the guy, so they blew the the play dead for unabated to the quarterback. My gosh. He always yeah, did that. He always, played, he always played it safe. Like he played it as old school by the book as head coaching decision makers go. I remember that Vanderbilt yeah, game when AJ was dominating and he kept playing, not to win, he kept playing for ties or to keep the game going. Play for the Degum win. What, what do you got to lose? And that was back when they couldn't make the postseason. What are you doing? Well, I, I think he was actually saying that to protect Elijah Moore. Um, I mean, it, it had been 15 or 20 minutes after that happened. The realization of what had happened had started to set in on everybody. Yeah. And uh, I think he was protecting his player. When he said no, we were going for overtime. There's no way they were going for overtime. I don't know. I mean, I, I think I, I just don't believe it. I think they would have went for two and the win, and they would have won or lost that way. But nevertheless, yeah, I, I don't know how we're talking about this know. and how we got there, but 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 we did. Okay, go. That's right, yeah. But uh, baseball wise, you think if it got to that point, he's safe. So the standard isn't making it to Omaha. 
Apparently not, if what I think is right. All right. Well, what do you, what do you think, think for sure? What do we know for sure about where things stand with Ole Miss baseball and Mike Bianco? What do we know for I sure right now? Very much, I think everything's very much in flux right now. I mean, look, this is a team that probably made it to Hoover with the sweep of Missouri. So, um, you know, but are they going to make the NCAA tournament? You know, are they going to finish – 14 and 16 are they are, you know what what, what are they going to finish in league play i mean is 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 13 and 17 enough to get them in an ncaa no, tournament no Probably they gotta not. be they gotta be no. 500 in the league yeah and see that's uh so to answer your question i think Ole miss baseball and its future is very much in flux right now um you know but your question originally was if they got the game three of a super uh-huh. regional. Yeah. He stays. Absolutely. I mean, one He's for nine. Stay. One for nine in Omaha advancement opportunities. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. But um, here's what I don't know. Yeah. I, I know the whole uh, math equation as far as you got to get to 500 in the SEC to make it. But what if Ole Miss gets to Hoover at 13, 14 wins in the league? and then wins a game or two. Is that enough? Does the SEC tournament matter? Yeah, I think it does. I think, uh, you know, when these committees start looking, they're going to look at how you finished, and they're going to put a little emphasis on the last 10, 15 games or so. And right now Ole Miss is playing pretty good ball. We may not feel that way after this weekend, (laughs) but, um, you know, yeah, Hoover's huge for them. Just like – Last night was huge for them. Uh-huh. You know, they I almost that. got they the sense. Yeah, I almost got the sense for the first time. Ole Miss was going into a midweek game with this. We cannot lose this mentality. That honestly, I think has lacked a lot of times with their midweek stuff. That urgency you know, people, that they need. Well, yeah, you go yeah. to southeastern Louisiana earlier this year, and you lose down there. Don't just lose, get drug. Absolutely drug. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, people are like, oh, it doesn't matter. We threw a freshman. We did this. We did that. It does matter when it comes time for NCAA tournament stuff. So, you know, I was happy to see them go into that game with a little fire in their eyes last night. And, um, you know, that's what it's going to take from here on out. Every game is a playoff game for Ole Miss. And, uh, you know, we, we hope they win them all. Well, it does help that they've actually figured out or settled on what their weekend rotation is, and they aren't experimenting anymore. Well, yeah. It's not like well, Dylan DeLucia just suddenly came onto the scene when they signed him. Before he ever reported to Ole Miss, they viewed him as a weekend rotation kid. And now he's finally yeah. being – he didn't have a good fall, and I get that, and they all were kind of the same kind of pitcher. So you're just trying to pick the best ones as far as the performance in the preseason. And Dylan didn't have the best preseason, but for projectability purposes, he was the guy they absolutely loved when they signed him. And yet it took him yeah, months right. to get into the rotation. Excuse me, yeah. And uh, I'll say this, though, as kind of a cautionary tale. Hmm. Weekend rotations are only as good as they are good, and um, that's really no, that's think, a novel concept, David. <laughs> well, well, it, it, they're only good as long as they're getting it done, right? Yeah. So, if if it doesn't get done down in Baton Rouge this weekend, how good is that weekend rotation I, I again? Think because it is we're what going it is. back. I think it needs to be. That we're going back to what happened against a terrible, not a terrible, but a pretty. By SEC standards, bad Missouri team. Well, sure, but Dylan was already yeah. pitching well before that. He was, absolutely, absolutely. So maybe you can say he's nailed his Friday night starter down and then it's 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 it's, it's prey on, on I Saturday. I disagree. I think Sunday. Hunter Elliott's coming on. That's what happens typically with well, freshmen. Well, obviously true freshmen he has. But what happens with true freshmen or Mike Bianco is that they typically start out in the bullpen. Ryan Rawson did it. All these guys typically did it. They start out in the bullpen. I think Gunner was the first one in – a decade that started his true freshman year in the rotation uh, from from jump from game one. So now you actually got Hunter Elliott in there, who, in my opinion, has the most upside of anybody on the roster as far as pitchers are concerned for the next level. And now he's finally settled in, and he's going to be that Saturday guy. Win, lose, or draw, he's going to be that guy, and that's good. He, he's the future of your program in the rotation. 
Well, yeah, confidence is huge for a pitcher, and uh, you can have confidence if you don't know what your role is. And you know, his role has been defined for him. Now, just go out and do it. Mm-hmm. Going to be a great series. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Are you going to go to Baton Rouge? No. I don't cover base. I know, I know. I'm messing with you. I'm not going either. Why would I go? Even if I was the primary for baseball, I wouldn't go. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, we're not sending Jared, obviously. Not sending Jared. uh, I'm still still afraid he's going to show up uh, over in Hoover. I'm I'm trying to talk him down. Why? uh, Hoover's fun. I enjoy covering games in Hoover. Yeah, but you know how it is when you're a – a young fledgling sports writer, you like to travel. Yes. You like to go everywhere. You, you think like that's one of the everything. biggest perks. That's the perk. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, even if it isn't Birmingham. <laughs> but, Hoover, uh, Alabama. I've, yeah. I've, I've logged so much time in that. Uh, I think it's NBC Suites right there on the main strip in Hoover. I've logged so much yeah. time. It feels like a home away from home. Well, I, you know, maybe they'll rename uh, Hoover after you. I feel like the I've Hoover gone – just put it this way. I feel like I've gone to Hoover enough in my life. I'll just put it that way. Garrett Metropolitan Stadium. I have I like visited that. Hoover more times than I ever thought I would, and I'm good. I'm good now. I don't want to talk – Birmingham traffic yeah. is so terrible, bad. Terrible. Oh. It's terrible. I always thought it of Birmingham was just the midway point to Atlanta. That's how I grew up thinking of Birmingham. Going to Brown. Yeah, kind, of, yeah, kind of what it yeah. is. Don't get off the interstate. Yeah. Get through there the best you can. Oh man, we, we got over in Birmingham last fall for uh the and, and and we went to Birmingham the night before the Alabama New Mexico State game. Uh because the team hotel was in Birmingham. So we hung out at the team hotel with Eli. And um man, about seven o'clock we were just we, we decided, okay, let's go to Tuscaloosa get in our hotel room and all that. Oh my God. The, the street traffic, not the interstate traffic, the street traffic in Birmingham. Oh, I, I look, I went to New York city in March. It doesn't have nothing on Birmingham at rush hour on a Friday. It's just, I would argue Atlanta is worse. Is worse. Excuse me. Well, uh, you know, Atlanta may be, but Oh man. I'm telling you, we got we got in and out of New York City, no problems whatsoever. Driving down through Times Square, no issues. Well, the difference with New York and Birmingham is in New York, you just have to be on the offensive. You're supposed to be a defensive driver, aware of everyone. In New York, everybody's out for themselves. You have to be on the offensive. You have to be like the pace car. Birmingham is just a jumbled mess. Oh, it's it's, it's awful. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Arch Manning, but typically when you and I talk, we do a recruit check. So I'm not talking about Arch, even though I brought him up twice now. What is the biggest recruiting story for you right now in Ole Miss football? Not basketball. I know a lot of offers have been going. I don't want to, I want to talk about football. What yeah, are you most paying I mean, attention to? I mean, I'm paying attention to the transfer portal, obviously. Uh, you know, uh, the Rebels need some help at wide receiver, and I know some people don't like hearing that. But, um, you know, that, that big-time playmaking game changer at wide receiver, I don't see on the roster. They've got Michael Trigg at tight end, and they'll spread him out, and he is a weapon. We all know that. Well, We've here's a good it. example of how we can do a crossover pod and share information here. I've heard consistently that Deion Smith's still coming in June. The semester is over at LSU. Do you still think Deion Smith's coming in June like me? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Absolutely. Does but he address I, I, that I, I, for you enough? But is he, he is enough? not. He is not a proven game changer right now because of him getting hurt down there at LSU last year, and uh, you know, not not playing as much as he might have. You know, we we just don't know. We don't know what he's going to bring to that offense. Same thing, honestly, with Malik Heath. He's he's a big guy. He can he can jump. He can high ball. But, um, you know, is, is he a game-breaker? And I think both of these quarterbacks desperately need a game-breaker. Um, you know, whether you're, whether you're playing with Jackson Dart or Luke Altmaier. Somebody that can take I'm, the top off consistently. Yes, they got to have somebody that can do that. Braylon somebody did that a lot. I mean, that was, that was Braylon's whole thing. 
And whenever he was yeah. on the field, Ole Miss offensively just seemed like it opened up so much more. And they don't have well, that you know guy. What? A guy like Braylon Sanders, what Braylon did was he loosened that defense yeah, up. That's because right. they knew he could take the top off of it. That's right. And I just I just don't know if we have that guy just yet. And again, Michael Trigg is a weapon. We all know that. We saw him in the spring. That is an element Ole Miss did not have last year. No doubt about it. And and I'll say this. I think Michael Trigg is a top candidate to be the top portal acquisition Ole Miss guy. I uh, agree. Period. I agree. You know, yes. there was a lot of hoopla about Jackson Dart. And, Old and understand, that's the quarterbacks. That's the quarterbacks. But Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. But but from what we saw in the spring, it shouldn't have been, oh, we're getting Jackson Dart and Trigg is coming with him. It should have been, oh, my God, we're getting Michael Trigg and Dart is coming with him. I mean, that's just kind of kind of how spring portrayed it to me. Well, it was um, it was all happening so fast. And quarterbacks always get top billing. Always. Yeah, they do. They do. They definitely You want do. a hot take about uh, Michael Trigg, though? Yeah. Assuming that Lane Kiffin is here for Michael Trigg's entire career, Michael Trigg, because of his usage, will have a chance to set Ole Miss' single-season record for catches by a tight end and touchdowns. Sure. Absolutely. I don't even think it's a Absolutely. hot take. Yeah, and, and also surpassed Dawson Knox on the career touchdown uh, that's not hard. reception <laughs> list for <laughs> tight ends. That's, that's not hard. <laughs> He just got to catch I one. Can't I can't either. Freaking Dawson Knox plays here four years, never <laughs> catches a touchdown pass. Oh my God! I, I know it's continuing yeah. to go back to the well, but my God, Dawson Knox, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, and a capable quarterback in Jordan Tiamo who has stuck at different levels of professional football. Got a little bit of a taste with a couple of teams in the NFL. Now he's in the USFL or XFL one. But he's always stuck at the next level. So he was a next-level quarterback and almost won four games. Now, defensively, the, the worst starting quarterback for, starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bandits of the USFL. Thank you. And yet you only win four games and struggle against Vanderbilt? That's why whenever I see, and I love a lot of those dudes from that previous staff, when they try to take credit, for example, the NFL draft and a bunch of the players they recruited – Y'all won four games with those guys on offense. And I know defensively that was, they were god-awful. But I remember back, and this is no knock on Charles Sawyer. Charles Sawyer was a good player. But I remember back when Charles Sawyer was far and away the best player Ole Miss had defensively. Yeah. 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 It's, um, no it's something to, to ponder. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely something to ponder. Um, I talked to Dawson about that um, at length one day following his Ole Miss career, and he was uh, he was just like, yeah, I was getting made fun of on the sidelines. You know, I was the punchline. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> terrible. You know, yeah, and look, I'm sitting in the press box one day, and I forget who Ole Miss is playing, but Dawson makes this circus-style catch on the sidelines. And um, there's a scout from the Reese Senior Bowl sitting next to me, and he's like, hey, man, you cover Ole Miss, right? I said, yeah. He's like – why is Knox in the doghouse? Is he a bad character guy? What's the deal? No, everybody like, loves him. Great guy. Character. He's one of the best character guys on the whole football team. He's like, why Why don't they throw to him in the red zone? Why can't he catch a touchdown? Because there's not and enough like, grass to chase. Exactly. Exactly, man. I mean, it, Let me ask you this. Here we go. Do you think Lane Kiffin and his offensive staff you can make it Jeff Lebby, Charlie Weiss, whoever. doesn't matter. No matter what he had defensively, with that kind of offensive talent, do you think he only wins four games? No, no, no. Then that's it. No, probably probably a 10-win season. <laughs> then that's it. I mean, I mean, in all honesty, there would have been a lot of 45-41 victories, but uh, – They'd have won. You them. know, no. They would have won. Because pretty much they his won more first games. year at Ole Miss, Lane's first year at Ole Miss, the defense was that bad. And they still went five That's and true. five in a ten game all SEC schedule. Went to the Outback Bowl. Yeah. So anybody on the previous staff, I got nothing but love for you. The ones that I like and have a relationship with, but it kind of ends there. You had those guys, those guys. AJ's on the second contract yeah. to secure the bag with the Eagles. DK's about to get paid. Ugh. 
What a missed opportunity. That's all I'm getting at. That's all I'm getting at. Anyway, so Michael Trigg, you think he can have the biggest impact. All right. Then what does Ole Miss need outside of wide receiver in the portal? Or are you looking at 2023 guys? Anybody you feel like Ole Miss is making headway with? Where do things stand with you? What are the most pressing Ole Miss recruiting storylines right now? Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, it would be great if they could find some linebacker help. Um, and I'm not necessarily talking about a guy that's going to come in here and, uh, you know, declete a Shanti Sistrunk who had a great spring, if you ask me. I'm talking about even guys that can come in here and provide a, a little more depth. Because if you start getting injuries piled up in the linebacker's room right now, you could be in some really deep trouble. And I don't care how deep that defensive line is, and it is going to be deep you still got to have linebackers that can play and that can make tackles and chase down ball carriers. And right now, Ole Miss doesn't have enough of those guys. Well, Ole Miss just offered Jaden Rashad as wide receiver in high school. You've actually written about this. Now they've got committed Marcel Reed, but both of those kids came in on Grove Bowl weekend. Marcel Reed knew Jaden Rashad was coming in, did not care. I don't think he would care if Ole Miss added Jaden Rashad, quite frankly. And by all indications with – just what they're doing on the trail, it's obvious that they're still fast after Jaden Rashada. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, someone asked me on my board, it seems kind of ridiculous Ole Miss waited this late to offer, uh, uh, you know, Jaden's wide receiver, uh, Williams. And, I can uh, see that. I could get, I could get I, on board with I, that. I kind of agreed with them, yeah. but, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know what the, what the planning and plotting here is. Uh, you know, Williams has already got official set to Cal, I think Oregon state and Washington. Uh, I will bet you Ole Miss gets an official from him. Um, and, um, well, here's Rashid the thing. Williams. Maybe they're thinking, well, there's some other guys at wide receiver. We like a little bit more. They're very selective with their high school spots because of the way they attack the portal every year. So the, typically, in a typical year before the advent of the portal, he would be a no-doubt slam-dunk offer. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, in 2026, we're taking a full high school class. That's true. Just just that's based true. off the number of, of, of 2025s and 2026 I wonder if that's any indication of how they years. feel about the NCAA doing whatever the NCAA is going to do about NIL. They're going to quote you know, rein it, it in. I don't know what that's going to be. Yeah, no one does. They're well, you got to. You know, it's CYA right now. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, and uh, you know, one thing I think we can bet is there there are going to be some changes, and um, you know, I, I I'm just fascinated to see how. I don't know how you put the toothpaste. Back how in the this? Tube. Is, yeah, you're not. Uh, you're not going to ever stop paying players again. Ever. It's not going to happen. But there's and what's be all this some... talk about retroactively punishing boosters? That's absurd. Yeah, that's all bullcrap. Yeah. You're doing everything by the book right now, and um, that's not going to happen. I mean, that's some scare talk that they're floating out there. That's all they've ever been here. about. You know that. The yeah, NCAA, they're, they're, always, they're just leading by fear and just threatening you. Hey, yeah. if you don't cooperate with us, then we're going to slam you, and they slam you anyway. They're trying to slow down a runaway train. That's what they're trying to do because, Good luck. you know, that tunnel through the mountain might not be complete and they are speeding towards it. And it's a, uh, 
it's kind of a kind of a scary situation with what's going to happen to college football. Um, you know, I'm I'm a spectator. I'm going to sit back and watch and uh, you know see see who the winners and losers are at the end of all of this. But uh, they're going to be some. They're going to be winners. They're going to be losers. What I'm getting at with Rashada's offer or with the offer to Rashada's wide receiver is that maybe they're playing it out like, okay, let's get him on campus. Let's do this. Let's do that. And the, one of the final trump cards, if we don't have him committed by X date, is we're going to offer the wide receiver and go hard after him. Yeah, it could very well be the case. Uh, I really that don't know the offer. That is completely speculative. I want to let people know that. That is just totally me yeah. speculating. Well, I mean, I mean, the offer went out late last night, so none of us really know anything about it right now. But, um, but it's real. It's I mean, they did. Yeah, and and look, the, the kid's a four star. It's mm-hmm. not like they're they're offering, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a heel chaser here. That's what it's not like and no no knock, but it's not Colby Arsenault with Joe McKnight. I love Colby; he's a good dude. Yeah, it, it's not That's that. Not what this is. Any I mean, other year before the NIL yeah. and transfer portal stuff, this would be a slam dunk, no doubt offer. A hundred percent. Because back yeah. then, didn't they like send out offers? I mean, Coach O did this. Literally would offer everybody in the top 30 pretty much. Or top 300, excuse me, not top 30. Like yeah, top 300 like prospects doing, for everybody. It looks like we're doing that with the 2025s and 2026s right now. Yeah, that tells me they're, they don't know what the NCAA is going to do. So they're preparing for any and all possibilities yeah yeah and that's all you can do i mean right now the way things stand man old miss is in a great spot you know i mean obviously with the you know what they did with the transfer portal you can see but next year we may be playing under totally different rules 100 percent different rules so do they know something they may they may i mean the sec commissioner was in Washington, D.C. last week begging for Congress to step in and help. Well, we all know what happens when Congress steps in and helps something, right? <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to regulate yourselves. I thought that was the whole thing. <laughs> I know. I know. And nobody wants to step up and try to You're really going to go to Congress and say, hey, we're so incompetent. You elected leaders who are always incompetent. Please fix this for us. No, y'all made the mess. Clean up your room. Well, well and here's the thing. Are, are the so Congress stupid. people, per se, from the states of Alabama and Texas and Louisiana and even Mississippi, Tennessee, I mean, are are, are they going to vote to stop what's going on? What, yeah, what are they going to do? I don't think so. And I forgive don't think me, I, I, mean, I don't know who the representatives, the senators are from North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana. But what the heck are they going to know about this stuff? Regulate yeah, yourself. That, well, that's what I'm saying, but I'm just telling you, you're not going to get uh, Congressman Tommy Tuberville to, uh, <laughs> to 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 step in and, and stop and stop this runaway train. I mean, I don't I, think it, anybody it, really wants Tommy making decisions about college football. <laughs> he's been well, on he's been on my podcast twice before he became a senator. Great interview. Let's just say he was great for the '90s, early 2000s. He was perfect. And, to- and Tommy can talk ball. He does it in he's Congress correct. quite often. Yeah, because he's yeah. Tommy. He's a coach. He's completely out of water. Fish out of water. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know what's going to happen, man. I mean, because there's so many factors. Look, I mean, you got to – okay, you, yeah, I'm all for free market and capitalism. Well, duh. But that's the are, whole basis. There are a bunch of Americans who aren't. And, and I'm telling you, there's going to come a – a, a group of Title IX people who are going to go, wait a minute, our women aren't getting paid what they're worth now. And, you know, that, that there's just, you can, you well, can, well, there's go also a bunch of people in this country that would prefer to be ruled than to, uh, that's true, have elected officials. So I don't want to get into all that. You're right, though. You're right. Title IX will be a problem, but it doesn't yeah, matter. The, it's already done. It I'm is more, what it is. Like the beans have spilled, the jelly beans have spilled. Well, you're you're not going to tell your starting quarterback, hey, you remember last year when you made a quarter million dollars? You can't make that anymore. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Realtree would just say, okay, hey, look, we're going to cut the check to uh, your family friend, John Smith. 
And John is going to get we have an agreement. John's going to give you the then money. Then we're right back to where we were. It's a black know? market. Keep it out in the open. Keep it legal. There has to be some type of guidance because, look, even everybody runs out of money sometimes, right? I mean, in the I mean, there's no perpetual fountain of well, this guy didn't work out. We paid him a million dollars. Let's let's pay this guy a million because we think he's going to work out. Well, he didn't work out. Let's go to this guy and pay him a million. Sooner or later, them you know investors won't returns, right? Yeah, what so, kind of investment is that? I, I've always wondered about that when I've thought about NIL stuff. So-and-so, I think it was Nico, what, $8 million? You're not getting it right now, but he's going to get $8 million from Tennessee. What's If you're one of the people that gave money to Nico, what is the return on your investment? Well, you want a national team. title. Okay. And then you can go around and tell everybody you bought the national title, I suppose. So I guess you can go to church and say, okay. hey, you see Nico? Yeah, he's sponsored by, he's sponsored by Ben's Car Shop. That's right. Yeah, yeah. When are jersey patches going to come around? We've got to wear our oh, that NIL jersey. Absolutely coming. Yes, that's coming. Oh yeah, you know it is. You're gonna you're gonna look out there and and Ole Miss is gonna look like a a, a soccer team. Or, you know, or it just looks like the NBA. Team. It looks like the NBA. Everybody scoffed when the NBA did it, and now it's just a thing everyone has accepted. No one talks about it anymore. They're talking about how terrible yeah. it's going to be for the NBA to wear advertising, and now no one says a word. And it's just this little bitty patch in the top left corner. By these uh, these sole sponsors of these different teams, so Ole Miss will be sponsored by what? C Spire, Real Tree? No, Ole Miss will be Real Tree, Real Tree. So everybody will have a Real Tree on their fruit. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I figure, I figure Real Tree and uh, oh, that'd be a fun game. Now, now, okay, Ole Miss Real Tree. Who's state sponsored by? Oh, that's tough. Because Real Tree would be the first John one Deere? I'd say to John. Yeah. Well, they have a they have a great local author down there. Maybe they could be sponsored by uh what's the name of his stupid books? I can't remember. I was making a Steve Jobs. Uh, author that lives in Starville? Yeah, there's a there's a there's a famous author who lives in all in, in Starville. No, stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, okay. Roll on, roll on. Roll on. Move it on. on. Okay, this is what I was gonna ask you because we gotta get out of here. We we only talk for like 35, 40 minutes every time we do this. All right. Who would you say are the candidates for the next Ole Miss football commitment? Think Aiden Williams, any of these guys. Who are the prime candidates? Who are you watching? Yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought up uh, Aiden Williams. Now, the next guy that's going to commit to Ole Miss is going to happen tomorrow on Friday, and that's Dante, that's Dante Dowdle. Dowdle. Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 But great um, player too. I love Dante Dowdle. Great. Player. Oh man, I'm telling you. Listen, Dante's about 210, 212 right now. Dante could be – he's not quite as fast, but he could be a lot like Deuce McAllister in that backfield. Uh-oh. He runs – Breaking news. Breaking news. David Johnson's I'm reporting. Not calling Deuce. David Johnson is reporting. Dante Dowdle is the next Deuce McAllister. David? No, didn't say that quite, but uh, – but but I'm impressed with the young man, and he's going to commit at one o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, um, we all think it's Ole Miss. I would be surprised he hasn't if it was said a whole lot, but it's going to be Ole Miss. And um, but I'm glad you brought up Aiden Williams because for a little while there, back earlier in the spring, you started hearing a lot of Georgia Tennessee rumblings on Aiden Williams, and it's coming hard now. But I think it, I think the tide is. Turn back to where it once was. I think Aiden Williams is going to be an Ole Miss Rebel. Um, I do too. I, I just think it's more of a dogfight now. Yeah, it is. It is. But I, I think Ole Miss has positioned itself better. I think um, I think Georgia is kind of backing up a little bit. Um, and you know, I, I I just don't know how real the Tennessee stuff is, uh, but. Um, Aiden Williams could be a summertime commit. He hasn't said he is or when he's going to do it, but that would not surprise me. And then, you know, obviously Jaden Rashada is going to, uh, he's going to end this thing at some point this summer. Um, Here's another one for you, you Wilkin Formby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I like Wilkin. Great kid from uh, Tuscaloosa, of all places. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, you know, Lane's got a really good relationship with that family. 
And um, I could see Wilkin jumping on board. Yeah, sometime in the early summer, I could see that happening. All right. I could. You can either get Jaden Rashada and just Jaden Rashada or both of Aiden Williams and Wilkin Formby. You take the wide receiver and Wilkin Formby, right? I do. Yeah. I do. And it's not that I don't believe in Jaden Rashada. But the um, numbers. I, I think um, I think Aiden Williams and Wilkin Formby both are potential NFL guys. Um, I'm not saying Rashad is not. He certainly is. He's a five star, but um, but you got a four star yeah. committed. True. And you don't need a quarterback to step in and start immediately. Both of those guys could step. Well, offensive line is really hard. You know that better than anybody. Step in and start immediately. But Aiden Williams will step in and play immediately. And yeah. looking at would it worse be like the number eight lineman his first year? No, I'll be honest with you. What we go back to what we talked about earlier, Ben? What Ole Miss is missing, I think, is Aiden Williams in that offense right now. I mean, he so is the guy one that, that can, can take the top off. off. Okay. I right. think he can. Yeah, absolutely. I've never seen him in person. Yeah, he's a great physical specimen, good-looking kid, fast. Yeah, yeah, he camps with us. And, uh, you know, that's the first time I ever saw him. We we had a camp at Hartfield Academy. And, man, you know what? I, I've been doing camp so long. You can, you can look at a guy when he walks in the gate and, and – you kind of know, and he stood out like a sore thumb. And he was probably going into tenth grade that year. I mean, you just knew. You just absolutely knew. So, uh, yeah. He What's one great of the next- dudes that came to one of your camps that wasn't highly recruited when he stepped in, but then he separated himself. You knew immediately, like Aiden Williams, and then he blew up. Anybody like that for you? Yeah, yeah, Creed Humphrey. Um, Who's that? Creed know. Humphrey is the he's the best center in the NFL right now with the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh boy, man. and uh, yeah, he is. Uh, he's Where's Patrick he Mahomes. He is from. Well, he's from Oklahoma. I'm trying to think of the did little Ole town. Miss recruit him. Yes, they did. He counted Ole Miss and uh, never was offered because Ole Miss had another center uh, that was already committed. And Chase Hughes, Ethan. Man, that was my son. It was Eli Johnson. Oh, and, whoa. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Eli and Creed are good buddies. Uh, I'll never forget one night. Um, they were coming to an Ole Miss game, and uh, and Creed, Creed probably visited Ole Miss 10 times. Uh, I don't think that's an exaggeration. Visited camp, came to games, things like that. So he wanted to come to and, Ole Miss. Oh, yeah. And we were – this is when Eli was in high school and Lafayette was playing at new Albany one Friday night. And I never forget my phone rings and it's Creed. And, uh, he's trying to find the stadium. They had flown into Memphis and he was there to watch Eli play. And, uh, so he came up and they sat in the stands with us and everything, but just a fantastic family. But I'm going to tell you, he started camping with us when he was in 10th grade. And look, nothing was sparking for him. And every time I saw him, he was getting a little better. He came to the Southern Elite Combine the summer before his senior year. He had no offers. The summer before his senior year, he killed it that day. Destroyed people in one-on-ones. Big old boy, about 6'4", 310 pounds. He was whooping everybody's butt who dared to get in front of him. By December, he was playing in the U.S. Army All-American game, and he pretty much had offers from everybody in the country. Um, Had Ole Miss offered him, Ole Miss would have got him early on. The family loved this place. And um, so to answer your question, there he is. I mean, that's probably the guy. He played center at Oklahoma. Oh, wow. uh, He was a four-year starter for the Sooners. Oh, wow. And then a first-round draft pick of the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. And started immediately. How bad did Lafayette? <laughs> so, how bad did Lafayette beat my New Albany Bulldogs? Uh, you know what? That was a pretty close game that night. Um, I think New Albany was good mistaken, back then. Well, yeah, and and if I'm not mistaken, that's the year that they played the last game of the regular season. They were in the same region together, and both teams came into that game. I want to say nine and zero. Oh. Nine and zero. Yeah, no, and because that was the biggest. I'm not just saying that. That was the biggest year 
for New Albany oh, football since my junior high school when we were nine and three. Yeah, there were literally ten thousand people at that high school game. Yeah. And and I'm not exaggerating. I mean, it's like everybody in New Albany was there. Oh, everybody yeah. from Lafayette came. I wasn't th- well, I wasn't there. So not everybody. I wasn't there. Well, almost almost everybody, almost man. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but but yeah, Creed Humphrey would be the guy of all of them, and I mean, there are so many others. I mean, you know that that have participated in this thing: Sean Rawlings, uh, Devontae Bolden, DK Metcalf, Shea Patterson. Um, I mean, just you know, and not all Ole Miss guys, obviously, with Creed being an Oklahoma guy, but uh, you know, just just tons of kids. Jack Abraham, uh, which by the way, yeah, I guess. He's kind of dissipated the the stuff on Jack. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I feel about the Jack Abraham stuff anymore. Well, he would have been a very very solid guy to have, you know, as a as a backup. But nobody's leaving. Right. Everybody's staying. I think and, he was Luke you know, Altmaier insurance. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's right. I think I think that's how he viewed it as well. So, you know, the writing's kind of on the wall. I think Jack goes to Maryland and or Ball State. Um, I know both those schools are. Well, you know, I got a little bit of a connection up there at Ball State. You got uh, Ball State connections? And, uh, well, my son works there. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> it's still very new. Yeah. You got to forgive me on that. It's still very new. Yeah, I, I got to quit calling him so much and asking him what's going on because he's he's getting tired of telling me but well to which you but, say uh, hey you remember that time i sent you this amount of money because you did this and you ran out of money like you, you can take my call remember hell it happened yesterday i had to send him 100 bucks yesterday okay so he can take your call i think that's yeah, more well, than fair did. i called him last night about 10 o'clock during the softball game and he didn't answer he shot me a text back going to bed so i left him alone that is rude. i think their day I, I, I feel like start early you're, so you're still his dad. And he's not – I mean, I know he's a full-on adult now, and he's out there doing his thing, chasing his dreams. But you still got – you got some uh, skin in that game. You paid a lot of money to make sure yeah, Eli – Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little, little bit I so do So answer there, the I, phone, son. Yeah, well, I, I haven't seen him since January. And, um, oh, that sucks. He's, yeah, well, he's flying home in June for Ben Brown's wedding. He's in Ben's wedding, so he's got to got to come back for that. I'm going too, just to be a fly on the wall because, look, we don't know what coaches are going to show up there. Okay. And man, if I can get Rich Rodriguez, really, and 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 Matt Luke and and Lane Kiffin, really, and Jake yeah, well, Thornton, are you, you going to be on the clock at Ben Brown's wedding? No, no, I'm going to be a fly on the wall. I just want to watch the interactions and everything. So basically, you're going to go to I don't know on a recruiting weekend. It's a hypothetical. You're going to go to the bar and sit in a bar stool and watch prospects as they dance and stuff and then go back and report on them. Lane Kiffin and Matt Luke were mixing it up. <laughs> no, like I Matt Luke. It. Matt Luke's having a good time. Is he coming out of coaching to join Lane Kiffin's staff? Yeah, this is for personal consumption only. I'll, I'll only so you're not going to do an on-the-hoof report? No, 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 nothing like that. I'm nothing sure. like that. Just I just think it would be interesting people watching, man, with all the folks that are going to be there. Who do you think so, is going to uh, be the most random big-time person that's there? Um, well, Ben signed with the Bengals, but uh-huh. probably, probably he doesn't know. I doubt guys. Joe Burrow shows up, right? No, I doubt that. I doubt, But, you know, if Joe's in Baton Rouge, who knows, maybe he. He drive the wedding's in Brookhaven, so not very far from there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I see, and I, you know, does Lane go to that? Probably not. But <laughs> he's going to be on a boat. Go to a wedding in yeah, June. Yeah, yeah. This is like his true time off. He's going to be on a boat. Here's a great question Look, for you. All right, so Ben was yeah. so good to us when we worked together, and I had a great relationship. With him. I hadn't talked to him in a while because of you know obviously. Now he's off. Should I feel like I, had, I, I I'm not going to go to the wedding. I don't have to go to the wedding. Obviously, I don't even think I'd be invited to the wedding for good reason. Um, we're not friends like that. But should I feel obligated to at least get him something? Yeah, get Ben something. I'm not going to tell you on a podcast. Don't get Ben something. Get Ben something. <laughs> ben to Ben. I want you to That's be honest. 
Yeah, two beers. Okay, fine. Switch places. Yeah. Switch places. I'm getting married this weekend. Do you think Ben Brown would get me something for my wedding? No, not at all. Okay, then why do I have to get him something? (laughs) Okay, valid point. You're good on that one. But, uh, yeah, so so I get to see him then. Then he's got to fly back and work for a week or two more. Then he comes home in July for three weeks, and I'm excited about that. It's – yeah, it's a dad-son kind of thing, man. I mean, you know, you go a long time without seeing your son, and I'm excited. So July, I, I, I'm I'm going to spend. I'm going to have a lot of family time. Actually, take some real time off. You don't do that. Yeah, all. we're going. We, you know, I took some time in March and went to New York, and then in, in July we're going to Florida. And uh, my wife's already booked hotel rooms, whole nine yards. I'm going so. to Florida in two weeks for two days with my wife, just me and my wife. Before oh, COVID, man. yeah. Before COVID, our uh, anniversary is in June. It'll be twelve years, by the way. Twelve years. Where y'all going? Well, we were going to go before COVID. We had had this whole planned trip to Los uh, Los Angeles, and then I mean, this was like right before COVID hit. And I mean, I was in the going, Mom, Dad, do you think I should go? I mean, this COVID stuff's pretty serious. I think I even asked you about it. You remember? I was like, Should I go? Yeah, I, I remember. Should I, I do remember. this? And finally, made the decision not to go. COVID hits like two days later. Well, we never got to go back to um, Los Angeles. My wife always wanted to go back to L.A. So instead, I'm taking her to Harry Potter World in Orlando. This has nothing to do with her. You know, this is just strictly for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> We're going to go to Diagon Alley. We're going to go to Nocturne Alley. Hogsmeade. Well, it's going to be great. Man, y'all have fun. Yeah, We're going she... to the Redneck Riviera in Pensacola. And, uh... Oh, that's nice. Well, the funny and... thing is she goes, she goes, um, it's like yesterday. She's like, this trip's getting pretty close. I should probably like watch the movies or something, right? <laughs> I said, no. <laughs> no, I said, you should just go with me completely blind so you can make fun of me no. when I say like, oh my yeah. God, look, at Zonko's Joke Shop, they're selling, you know, just enjoy the stupidity of this. Look, look, my, my little girl dragged me into a Harry Potter store on Times Square. Heck yeah. I, 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 I was just lost, man. I, I mean, I should have called never me. She should have like, Ben, Ben, what is... What is chocolate frogs? What in the what? What is this? You should just call me. I'd help. <laughs> yeah. What are every flavor beans? That, uh, man, I'd have been I'd here for you. It was confusing. But yeah. The good part about my Florida trip is we're taking Eli, and uh, Eli's missed all the big family vacations. Oh man. Oh. He's been playing football. He's going on this one, which means I'm going to have a lot of late nights uh, because uh, a lot of beer. I would imagine I'll. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's kind of kind of the deal. But uh, my wife and my seven year old, Eric, who will be eight tomorrow, by the way. Uh, Happy they, birthday! Already, well, I'll be sure to tell her. Um, they she is not a podcast listener, believe it or not. But just tell her, um, Mister Ben, who she's never met and doesn't even know, said Happy birthday. Yeah. Well, you better shut this one down. We're rambling. Yeah, we are. This has been another crossover podcast. I'm Ben Garrett. He's David Johnson at Spirit Ben at Rebels247. He writes for Inside the Rebels, a part of the 247 Sports Network. And I write for the Old Miss Spirit, a part of On3. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll do it again. Howdy, toddy. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.